part of that that music uh, when it started. It was uh, uh, what a mighty God we serve. Ain't that yeah. the truth? What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him and heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. And I just like to say, Father God, I I just thank you today, Father God, for our, our assembly today, Father God, in your name and in your honor, Father God. And I pray that the words that come out of my mouth are acceptable in your sight, Father God. I, I pray that it's my eyes, but your vision, Father God, my heart, but your spirit, Father God. And I pray that it's my mouth, but your words, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. So this morning, uh, we're going to come out of Psalms. Uh, we're going to go straight into it this morning. We're going to uh, start this morning at Psalms 41 and 9. So everybody, if you got your Bible, smartphone, dumb phone, whatever you got, go to uh, Psalms 41 and 9 this morning. And uh, what it says is, ye mine own familiar friend. In whom I trusted, which did I eat of my bread, has lifted up his heels against me. One more time, I'm going to read that. Ye mine own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, had lifted up his heels against me. So uh, this this uh, sermon today, I want to go into it. It has a little bit to to do with betrayal. And uh, I don't know about y'all. I don't know if you ever had somebody over your house and fed them and loaned them money and whatever. And then they went behind your back and talked about you. I don't know if you ever had a friend that you did whatever you could for, but they went behind your back, talked about you, tried to disgrace you, tried to belittle your name. Uh, uh, Back in the day, they called it portrayal. We call it something else these days. They done crossed us or whatever you want to call it these days. So I don't know if that ever happened to anybody out there. If anybody out there have ever been betrayed by a friend, a family member, or someone close to them, just give me a wave real quick because I want to know I'm not alone this morning. Just give me a wave there. So we've all been betrayed, but I'm going to tell you something. Our betrayal is nothing. What people have done to us is nothing to compare to one of the greatest mysteries of the Bible, to one of the greatest betrayals that I ever heard of. As it continues, I'm going to read 41 and 9 again because I want y'all to feel me this morning. Ye mine own familiar friend. These are the words back in the day. So what we would say now, my homie, my buddy. So this is what that means. Your, your, your cousin, your sister, your brother, ye my own familiar friend who I have trusted, who I have trusted, somebody who was close to me that I have trusted, that I have told my deepest, darkest secrets to, that I have broke my bread, who I have cooked for, who I have ate with, who I have trusted, which I did of my bread had lifted up their heels against me. And you know what we would say, who have kicked me in my butt, 
But the Bible said they lifted up my heels against me. And the reason why I'm stressing that, because back in the day, the Bible had the right words that we are still using today, but maybe in a different phrase. It goes on to say, let's get into this story. And immediately while he yet spoke, cometh Judith. Y'all heard the name Judith before? That cometh Judas, one of the twelve, and with his great multitude with swords and staff from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. And he that betrayed him had given them a token, saying, Whosoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Take him away and lead him away safely. You ever heard of the kiss of death? You ever heard of the saying, the kiss of death? To me, that's what this is. And he that betrayed him had given them a token saying, whoever, whosoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Take him away and lead him away safely. And as soon as he was come, he goes straight away to him and said, master, master, and kissed him. So I'm telling you this story about Judith and a betrayal and how he betrayed Jesus with a kiss. See, back in the day, that was a sign of welcome, you know, where and Jesus pretty much started that. You know, the French still do it today. The French will walk up to you and kiss you on both sides of the cheek. That started with Jesus. So Jesus said, Judith, you will betray me with a kiss. See, Jesus already knew what was going on. Jesus already knew what was happening. And Jesus knew that this was supposed to be happening. See, some people would call this a betrayal. But some people would say this was a blessing. How do you say that, Reverend? How do you say? It? Because we all know this led up to the, the death of Jesus Christ and him hanging on that cross. So how could that be a blessing? Stick with me. I'm going to tell you. And he says, and I must read that again. And as soon as he come, he go straight away to him and said, master, master, and kissed him. Then Judah, which has betrayed him when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again in the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and elder. So what had happened was when Judah betrayed Christ, he was given 30 pieces of silver. Some say that it was asked for. Some say that the uh, chief scribe gave, just gave him 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces of silver at that particular time could have been a week's salary, depending on what it was. It could have been four months salary. It was a lot of money back then. But that's what Judas received for crossing Christ for turning on Christ, for betraying Christ. So the reason why I'm putting it out like that, because if you feel betrayed, if you feel that someone did you wrong, I need you to go back and read this story because you ain't been done wrong. You haven't been done wrong. And we know what Jesus said while he was hanging on that cross. He said, forgive them, Father, because they know not what they do. He said, forgive them why he had nails in his hands and his feet. Uh, when they put the nails in his hand, they made sure they put it through the flesh so he couldn't slip off. 
They didn't crack the bone because if they cracked the bone, he may have been able to slip off. So they were so hardcore and scandalous. They put the nails in his flesh. You have never been betrayed. What these folks have done to you is a little bit of nothing. You look at them and you say, I forgive you and go on about your business. Forgive those who have trespasses against you. We say that prayer and we say it with meaning, but do we actually do it? If somebody has wronged you, forgive them. Forgive them. I mean, I'm going to betrayal right as we speak. But it's nothing now as I read this story about Christ. As I read this about Christ, it was not a betrayal to me. And this is just my version because it was a blessing. And I'm going to get to that point in a minute. Then Judith which had, and I'm going to Matthew 27 and three now, then Judas, which had betrayed him when he saw that he was condemned, repent himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief, uh, the chief priests and the elder saying that I have sinned. I have been betrayed the innocent blood. I have betrayed the innocent blood. I have betrayed the innocent blood. And I'm going to tell you why I keep repeating that in a second, too, because when Deacon Dyer was preaching this morning, he talked about the blood. He talked about the blood. So it was very important that that blood that Jesus shared for me way back on Calvary. See, a lot of people, when you get into a car accident, and I'm sorry for being so serious today, but when I think about betrayal, I have never been betrayed. Even though I did just say I'm being betrayed right now, but not really. So I'm a little serious this morning. That blood, man. So when you get, if a person gets shot and they lose a lot of blood, if they're in an accident and they lose a lot of blood and they get a blood transfusion, that blood saves their life. So if a blood transfusion from somebody that you may not even know can save your life, imagine what the blood of Jesus can do. Y'all feel me? Oh, God, I got somebody on Chicago trying to figure out how can they get on Zoom. Lord, I wish I can show them, but I'm in the middle of something. That blood of Jesus, y'all. If a blood, if you believe that if you lose a lot of blood and they give you a transfusion that can save your life. What do you think about that blood of Jesus? The blood that Jesus shared for you. Huh? That's some real blood right there, y'all. That's some real blood. And so it goes on to say, saying that I have sinned, that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, what is this to us? This is the chief priest saying, okay, you sinned against him. What we got to do with that? You take care of that yourself. See thou to that is what it said. But what Judas did, he threw back the silver. He gave that silver back to them. He said, uh-uh, you take this silver back. I don't want those 30 pieces of silver, which I have betrayed my Christ with. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hung himself. Now, you may see some versions that say that he went and he fell over and his guts exploded. 
So there is two different versions of that. I say that the man went and hung himself, the rope broke, he fell to the ground and his guts exploded. That's just what I think since they do have two different versions of that. But to make a long story short, and I'm going to try to get this person on uh, uh, as we talk. This is an old friend of Chicago, so I'm going to try to get them on also. But uh, that blood that Jesus shared for us, y'all, I'm telling you, there is nothing like the blood of Jesus, y'all. There is nothing like the blood of Jesus who has saved us and who has taken us from from grace to grace and to mercy to mercy. If you believe that the blood of Jesus, if you believe that a transfusion, y'all bear with me here for a second. If you believe that a transfusion can save your life, then you should believe that the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus, which he spilt for us, can also save your life. Let me get back on here, folks. I'm sorry. Just bear with me one second here. It then took me off of Zoom. I hope everybody can still hear me and, and still see me. Okay, I'm back now. All righty. So, and he said, and the priests and the chief priests took the silver and said, it is not lawful. For to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. So even though the priest was against Jesus and the priest wanted to hang Jesus and they wanted to, to, to crucify Jesus, they wasn't stupid. They knew that was blood money. They knew it was blood money that they had gave to Judas. They knew it was blood money and they wanted to have nothing to do with it. So what I was talking about earlier was the was the hanging of Christ was the was the crucifixion of Christ was it a betrayal or was it a blessing see the disciples really wasn't understanding they weren't understanding what was going on they weren't understanding see some uh if you watch a movie called Judas they'll say that Judas did that so he can force God's hand, so he can make God react, so he can bring down the wrath of God on the uh, Israelites, so he can bring down the wrath. He wanted to force Jesus' hand. Some of them would say that the devil entered Judas. We don't know for sure what made Judas betray Jesus Christ, but was it really a betrayal? See, the reason uh, I'm, I'm saying this because I think Paul, one of the disciples, Paul kind of understood what was going on. Paul kind of got it and Paul understood. I'm going to tell you something. Everything Paul did, everything Paul did was about the death of Christ. The trust of Paul's preaching was about the death of Jesus Christ. The theme of Paul's preaching was about the death of Jesus Christ. The message of Paul's preaching was about the death of Jesus Christ. The heart of Paul's preaching was about the death of Jesus Christ. See what it says here. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that you are cleansed and free from all sin. 
So if it wasn't for the death of Jesus Christ, we wouldn't be clean from all sin because we couldn't follow the rules of the 10th commandments, y'all. No one could. No one can follow each and every rule of the 10th commandments. No one could do it. I'm not, I'm talking about Joe Osteen, TJ Jakes, uh, whoever cannot follow those rules. Jesus had to come in. He had to die for us. And a lot of people don't understand this. Why did he have to die? Why did this have to go on? Jesus died for our sins. He took on our sins because we could not follow those Ten Commandments. Not today, not yesterday. No one could follow those Ten Commandments. Y'all following me so far? All right. The heart of Paul's preaching was the death of Jesus Christ. For this is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remissions of sins. I'm going to do a lot of scriptures today. Y'all might want to write them down. Bear with me. For this is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. That will be in Matthew 26, 28. It is by the death of Christ that we are justified. It is by the death of Christ that we are justified. It says, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. You'll find that in Romans 5 and 9. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that you are eternally redeemed. That you are eternally redeemed. Let the Redeemer of the Lord say so. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that you are eternally redeemed. In whom we have redeemed through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Colossals 1 and 14, in whom we have redemption, I meant to say, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Our sins was forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. Why it was so important that Jesus died on that cross? Was it really a betrayal or was it a blessing? See, for Jesus, I, we know it, 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 I don't know if it was a blessing for Jesus. It was a blessing for us, y'all, here today, right now. Because of the blood of Jesus, we are redeemed. Because of the blood of Jesus, we are justified. Because of the blood of Jesus, we are saved. Amen? Amen. I know I'm a little serious today. People said I looked at me and I was making a lot of faces in my ones, but I this is this is like this is like touching me because I still wonder, was it a blessing or was it a betrayal? It's a blessing, y'all. If y'all don't hear me, y'all too near me not to hear me. It was a blessing that Jesus got crucified. How could somebody die and it become a blessing? Let me finish telling you. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that you are delivered from condemnation. 
It is by the death of Jesus Christ. See, we couldn't follow those 10 commandments. So that means that since we couldn't follow those 10 commandments, we were all condemned because we all fell short of the glory of God. Our righteousness is like filthy rags to God. We all fell short of the glory of God. But by the death of Jesus Christ, we were delivered from condemnation. It says, who is he that uh, condemneth? It is Christ that died, ye rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. You can find that in Romans 8 and 34. I'm a little dry today because I want y'all to get this. I want y'all to get this story because it's by the blood of Jesus. I'm going to continue and I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to tell you it is by the death of Jesus Christ that you are delivered from the present evil. It was by the death of Jesus Christ way back then that you are delivered from the present evil here and now. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that you are, you are right now presented from evil, corruption, and a dying world who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our father Galatians 1 and 4 who gave himself for our sins Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God so I gotta stop there just for a quick second tell y'all a little something something so uh this is not the way this came to me. This is all about betrayal and Judah when it came to me. So I was having some conflictions in my head because, see, we got to realize that we always have to distinguish the word of the enemy from the word of God. We cannot confuse the word of enemy from the word of God. We can't confuse that. We can't confuse the hand of God for the hand of the enemy. And if you don't be very careful and you don't pray on it and you don't ask your elders about it, it could be very confusing. Because I had to ask the pastor, I'm like, pastor, so this is the message that I thought I was supposed to give, but is this God telling me that not to give the enemy? I mean, not to give this message? And she like, boy, no, <laughs> no. It's not God telling you not to give the message. It's the enemy who wants you to interrupt this message because the enemy doesn't want you to give this message. But what I also found out that God didn't want me to make this message all about betrayal. He wanted me to talk about the blood of Jesus. He wanted to talk about that blood of Jesus, that, G that blood that Jesus shared for us on, on Calvary. He also wanted me to put that in there as well. And that's why this came to me, what I'm reading to you right today. See, we cannot mistake the hand of God for the hand of the enemy. And if we're not very careful, I'm telling you, the hand of the enemy creep, 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 creep. Y'all know that Luther Vandross song, creep, creep, creep. That's what the enemy does. 
He comes to steal, kill, and destroy your joy, your peace, your inner sanctuary. He wants to get all up in here, and he wants to destroy what God has given you. What God has given you. When God tells you one thing, the enemy comes in and tells you another, and you got to figure out which one it is. Which one it is. And don't think because you're a saint and you have turned your will and life over to, to God that. See, God doesn't promise us all sunshine. He adds a little rain so when the sunshine comes back, we can appreciate it. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you got a saint here and a sinner here and they both outside in the rain without an umbrella, guess what? The saint and the sinner going to get wet. Y'all feel me? Give me a smile, Sabrina G. I see you, girl. So God is not a respecter of person. He will reign on the saint. He will reign on the sinner. If you're not smart enough to have an umbrella, it doesn't matter. So I want y'all to feel me on this, and I'm going to continue telling you it is by the... Let me see. I don't want to miss nothing here. Oh, I definitely don't want to miss this, y'all. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that Satan power over death and the world is broken and destroyed. Yeah, I got serious on y'all, didn't I? It is by the death of Jesus Christ that Satan's power over death and over this world is destroyed. See, some people be like, oh, well, the devil made me do it. No, that's a Flip Wilson script. No, the devil ain't make you do nothing because the devil have no power because the blood of Jesus killed that power. The devil has no power, y'all. Don't let him fool you that he has anything over you. He has nothing over you. When you plead the blood of Jesus against Satan, it's a wrap. Satan got to go. Get thee behind me, Satan. I got to read that one more again, y'all. Bear with me. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that Satan's power over death and the world and you, me, us, is broken, y'all. Don't let Satan fool you. Don't let Satan fool you. He ain't got nothing. Satan ain't got nothing on you. Because you are a blessed child of God. Amen? Amen. Y'all bear with me because I get excited sometimes. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that Satan power over death and over the world is broken and destroyed. Having spoiled, let me slow down, having spoiled principalities and powers, Satan and his demonic forces, he made a show of them, openly trumping, trumping over them in it the cross. Having spoiled principalities and powers, Satan and his demonic forces, been knocked out, y'all. You can find that in Colossians 2, 14 and 15. I want y'all to make sure you find that one. But this is another one for you guys. It is by the death. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that you are healed. Let me run that by you again. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that me, you, us, we are healed. 
We are healed by the stripes of Jesus. It is by the death of Jesus Christ, y'all, that we are healed. Let me get you a verse for that. But he was wounded for our transgressions and was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with the stripes we are healed. I want you to find that in Isaiah 53 and 5. I'm going to do that one one more again. One more time, y'all. It was by the death of Jesus Christ that you are healed. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with the stripes of Jesus Christ, we are healed. That put a smile on my face, y'all, but I ain't done yet. It's by the death of Jesus Christ that the ungodly, the ungodly are saved. Huh. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that the ungodly are saved. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Check that out in Romans 5 and 6. I hope y'all writing this down because this is going to be enough to last you all week. For it's by the death of Jesus Christ that the ungodly are saved. For we were yet without strength in due time. Christ died for the ungodly. Romans 5 and 6. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that sinners, like I used to be, that sinners, like I still do, that sinners are saved. Y'all bear with me now. I'm almost done. But God commanded his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 and 8. Let me continue here. I see it's, it's really about that blood of Jesus, y'all. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that you have access into the holy presence of God. It's all about that blood, y'all. And you know, it's a song we used to sing in, in, in our church that all, all the time, Sister Carlin, what, how did, the blood that Jesus shed for me. Remember that, Serena G? Way back on Calvary is the blood that gives me strength from day to day it would never lose its power oh my god bear with me y'all thank you jesus father god we just thank you for your blood father god that you share for us father god father god we Thank you that you took on the sins of this world for us, Father God. We plead the blood of Jesus against the enemy, Father God. And we just thank you this morning, Father God. We just give you all praise. We give you all honor. We give you all glory, Father God, because we know, we know, Father God, by the death of Jesus, Father God, and by the stripes of Jesus that we are healed, Father God. We know that Satan has no play here, Father God. We know that you have defeated Satan, Father God. And we know, Father God, that we are 
blessed children of God. In Jesus' mighty name, Father God. Amen. Yes, Lord. It reaches to the highest mountain. Ooh, Lord, don't get me started up in here. It flows to the lowest valley. It's that blood that gives me strength. From day to day, it would never lose its power. That blood of Jesus, y'all. I got chills, man. That blood of Jesus who saved my wretched butt, man. Amen. Father God, let me continue. Woo, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Woo, praise the Lord, y'all. Woo, I'm trying to finish y'all, but I just feel that Holy Spirit telling me, y'all, just telling me, man, he reaches to the highest mountain. Mm. It's that blood that gives us strength from day to day, y'all. It would never, ever lose its power, y'all. Amen. It would never lose its power, y'all. Mm, mm, mm. It is by the death of Jesus Christ that you have access into the holy presence of God. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which has concentrated, consecrated us, consecrated for us through the evil that is to say his flesh i want y'all to read that in hebrews 10 19 and 20 so what i'm saying everybody is it's about that blood of jesus see the old school uh uh, uh those old school folks really had the right thought because you know they sung all those songs about the blood you know yeah i know it was the blood i know it was the blood I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. He hung his head and died. He hung his head and died. He hung his head and died. For me, man, one day when I was lost, he died up on the cross, and I know it was the blood for me. You know what? I'm going to stop y'all because I'll sing y'all for another hour about that mighty blood of Jesus because I know it was the blood. Amen. I hope y'all got those verses and uh, uh, I'm just going to turn it back over to the pastor before I get to singing and get the Holy Ghost up in here, y'all. So, Pastor, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Everybody be blessed. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. 
blood, Reverend. That's some powerful blood. And you know what? Jesus gave his life so that we could have life. That's how we are able to have eternal life. So not only does that blood cause 